Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. I'm Kim. Hello, hello, hello. Happy Thursday, honey. Hi. Here we are. Uh, just a brief couple of words from us before we uh, send it over to our interview with our good friend, Phil. Oh, what do we say about Phil? We tell lots of stories. Phil's got stories. We love a good Phil story. If you've ever been to Worship Arts Camp here at Bayshore, when Phil is here as part of staff, you've gotten to be entertained by Phil's stories and Phil's presence. Um, you know, I relate to Phil in some ways. I think that, you know, people on the surface kind of see him as this crazy, crazy kind of goofy guy and and stuff like that. I get that sometimes at camp too from people and well other places because I am kind of goofy. But I don't know. I when I think of Phil, I really think of him as being somebody who just wears joy. Just think um you know, he's just in spite of whatever may or may not be going on, you can see, you know, the Holy Spirit just kind of radiate off of him and it's just a, a pleasure to know him and, and to be around him because of that. Um, so, yeah, Phil, a good friend from camp, he started um, being a part of staff um, years ago. <laughs> and he's he's kind of he's missed a couple of years and he's been here for a few. Um, but kids connect with him. Uh, he's an excellent worship leader, musician. Um there's just certain songs that come on the radio that we've done at camp that I just picture Phil singing. You hear them, yeah, yeah and yeah. It, it's super cool. Um, yeah, him him and Chrissy both. Oh, there's a lot of people we've had on staff, Laura too, and um, Amy, where I'll hear a song and I'll go, oh, it doesn't sound like when you know Phil does it, or mm -hmm. um, you know, this is where Corey would. Uh, would come through on the guitar 306 times during the day. <laughs> you know, would play that song over and over. So, but yeah, um, Phil, huge uh, part of the band, and but just of of the camp staff, and um, you know, it's just funny how you know he's never been he's never been a cabin leader or a, a counselor in the cabins directly with the kids, um, and yet there's so many campers I know that have you know, identified Phil as somebody who has just made a difference for them. Yeah. And so I think you guys are in for a real treat um, with this interview. I'm I'm sure you will enjoy what Phil has to say and the um, impact that being here and serving at camp has had on him, I'm sure um, will inspire you to come serve at camp, guaranteed. And it was really hard getting the famous phil to sit down and talk with us yes so. to, to carve out time with us uh was you know a big big accomplishment uh aligning all the busy schedules and but. we got some pretty cool interviews lined up we said we're gonna try to keep doing this until at least the kind of the start of camp season so in and around memorial day um but we have Quite a few uh, cool interviews coming up, too, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, there's going to be some good stuff. I uh, appreciate all of you that have been tuning in and listening. Uh, we've definitely seen traffic pick up a little bit, so if you've uh, joined recently, 
please go back and check out some of the older episodes, but also make sure to um, subscribe to us on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts and um, you know follow and like us on social media. That helps other people find us, so that would be much appreciated. And But like I said, if you found us just because, you know, of Alicia or Lori or Ashley or Annabelle and Corey or, or uh, one of our other guests, um, please, you know, check out some of the other episodes. One of them will have something for you, I, I, I promise. Um, many of them will have incoherent rambling from us and jokes and inside jokes you don't understand. If there's something you want to know more about, ask us. Yeah. So we are gearing up for summer here in our neck of the woods, both with camp and, and the various summer camps and activities and, and family things that will be happening here. Um, but with the church launch, too, we're just months away from, from Crossroads Christian Church becoming a reality. And so check out that social media if you are interested in that, if you live in the area and want to be a part of that, or if you want to just support a wonderful new Bible-believing church plant, check that out, too. Vacation, too. Vacation, too. Yeah, only... Well, I guess, yeah, we got, like, mini vacation in a little over a month, right? Yeah. But then big vacation in October. Yep. And that's getting closer every day can't wait. I can't believe it's already May. Well, it's going to be, it's, you know, a few days away from being May already. That's insane. That's crazy. This is, um, yeah, we're well over a third, well, we're, yeah, third of the way through the year. It's, we're, you know, at the end of May, we'll be a year here at the camp, and it, sometimes it doesn't seem like that, but other days it does. And it's just weird that we were just sitting here having Chinese you know, Christmas Day, and here we are in the middle of the year already. It's like they say the days go by a lot faster when you're older, and I think that's so true. Well, it's, we shouldn't know that yet, though, because we are not older yet. So <laughs> We're still 16 and 17. I just, I just discovered uh, taking the trash out in the kitchen before we got home tonight that I must have gotten taller because the ground was further away. Um, it was harder to get. And I know it's not because I'm getting old or fat. Right. So I, that's good know. news. I got taller and we're still young. And um, But the the time speeding up thing is concerning because if we're still young and time speeding up, it must be something with the Earth's rotation or um, the sun. I don't know. I did science stuff. We'll, right. we'll ask Brian about that in his interview. Okay. Right, anyway, wait, you just gave away another interview. I didn't say which Brian or when. Oh, yeah, I guess. Anyway, um, so scripture for this episode, which is involving an interview with Mr. Phil, uh, comes from James chapter 1, uh, verse 2. Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. Um, I don't know. That's that's just Phil. Like, and I I read that verse and I think that's Phil. I know Phil. That's Phil. Phil counts it all joy. Maybe he doesn't. I'm sure he doesn't. I'm sure he has days like we all do. But he looks like he does. Have you ever heard Phil laugh? I can only hear Phil laugh. <laughs> it is the best laugh like the, ever. 
you know, I, I don't know. Like, I've never been in Phil's presence and, like, not even, like, I'll, I'll hear his laugh when he's not laughing. As long as I can see him or a picture of him or his face, I can hear his laugh. Yeah, and that's... And I love laugh, it. His laugh screams joy. Just it does. I laughs. hope he's not self-conscious about it. Like, I've never asked him, like, I hope talking about it doesn't, like, you know, like, I know... And I don't know if I've said this on the podcast yet, but you know it. I don't like hearing my voice. Like, I'll rarely, rarely, rarely listen back to an episode um, for more than enough to just know that something's working or not working. Because I, I just, I don't know, I don't like the way I sound. So I hope Phil doesn't have a hang up with that because his laugh brings me joy. I think it's awesome. I wish mine was like that. I think for Phil, it's one of his best qualities i guess like that i know of um the kids the kids like it too but... i mean he's a super smart dude mm-hmm. he's a great musician huge heart for jesus but yeah after all those cool things his wicked awesome laugh yeah that'd be good yeah. um okay why don't we pray let's pray want to do that let's pray am i gonna do it yes you're gonna pray again this time is it my turn okay yes. Oh, Jesus, Lord, Lord, help us. Um, and we just come to you thankful and uh, just with full hearts. We get to live in a time with the, the Holy Spirit living in us, dwelling in us, which is just so cool. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. Um, thank you for your son. Thank you for salvation, um, for grace, which we, we don't deserve. Um, but that you've offered to all of us, uh, which is just phenomenal. And I pray and ask that anybody that that runs across this um, or across any ministry we're involved in, whether it be your church or your camping ministry, that uh, when you use us, that we just are pleasing to you, but also that others, whether they know you or not, can see something different, that they can see uh, you and us, and that they, um, they're bold and courageous enough to ask, you know, what's what's different, and, and to get to know you, and that um, you may use us to be pleasing to you, but to further your kingdom, Lord. And uh, You don't need us, but thank you. Thank you for using us. Um, I pray health and safety uh, for all of us, and... Um, the weather will continue to turn and bring new life again and new spring, um, which is just a great way to feel joy uh, and to be reminded of, of all the wonderful things you've created and provided for us. I ask all these things in your precious and holy name. Amen. So. So. Anything before we turn it over to Philip? Um, Philly, Philly cheesesteak? I don't know. I mean, okay. I was thinking if anybody's interested in fishing, you know, catfish weekend. Catfish weekend. Yeah. It's such a cool weekend. Um, I don't know if it's called a retreat or whatever, but uh, catfish tournament, um, men, women, children, adults, whoever. Um, sign up, bring your team. You can fish from shore. You can bring your boat. Uh, there's prizes. 
all sorts of different categories. Uh, we do a fish fry. There's you know great food. There's housing included if if needed. Um, check it out. Go to bayshorecamp.org to register and to get more details or reach out to us. But yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, the weekend before is actually the work day weekend too. If yes. anybody's interested and they can donate their time for that weekend, there's um, a list of little tasks that we have to do around ground in order to get ready for summer camp. So if you're able to donate your time or talents, that would be greatly appreciated on May 5th or 6th. Um, yes. You know, you so, can do it other times too. That's a, a, yes. a focused weekend, but uh, reach out. You want to volunteer? I will find something that meets what you are willing and able to do um any of you that contributed to purchased from attended the auction it went very very well mm -hmm. thank you so much we are going to be able to send so many more kids to uh, camp because of that and my million dollar masterpiece did not go for a million dollars well somebody got a great deal then yeah they did but it went for a decent amount which is I'm so, yeah, those are some of the things coming up. Those are some of the things that have been happening. Thank you all so much for continuing to listen. Um, if there's something you want to hear, a topic you want us to cover, uh, scripture you're curious about, let us know uh, through social media or through the uh, podcast platforms, however, and we will, um, we will make that happen. All right. Well, have a good night. Good night. Recording in progress. <laughs> so, Phil, did you, did you ever attend summer camp growing up? Sure did. Sure did. Where did you go? Ooh. So, when I was, well, I, I couldn't tell you how old I was, but I, I was probably in, like, middle elementary, so maybe third, fourth grade. I went to this uh, camp called Aowakaya, I think is how you say it. And then I went to a camp called Bear Lake Bible Camp. Which, Bear Lake. Um, I them. Yeah, I think they're uh, like, I think they're north. I live in Grand Rapids, so I think they're north of there. Yes. And I want to say I went to Bear Lake twice and Aowakaya twice. Aowakaya, Aowakaya, something like, it's something like that. Okay. But it's so a, they were both Christian camps. What was that like? It was amazing. Um, I... I really liked church as a kid. Uh, we didn't go. So I grew up with just my dad. Um, my mom was like in the picture, but they were divorced and my dad had custody. And we didn't like go to church regularly. But when we did, it was because my aunt took me or we were like in town with my grandparents. And so I went with my cousins. Okay. And when I went to camp, I went with my cousins who were my age. I didn't have, I don't have siblings. So, you know, my cousins were my brother's. And um, we would go to church, we'd go to Sunday school, and I loved to sing. So, you know, I, we would sing these songs in Sunday school, and then we went to camp, and it was like silly stuff that you did, and you played games, and uh, I don't, it was magical. I mean, camp, to, adults look at camp, and, and sometimes I wonder if they think like, oh, it's a chore, or oh, it's, you know, I don't know. You see their faces when they drop their kids off. And it's just like, you don't understand how cool this is for those kids. Like when I was going to camp as a kid, I, I felt like it was Cedar point or Disney world. You, wow. you stay up late 
you talk and meet all these cool people, especially girls. Hey, right. you <laughs> you play games and like your day has structure. So like you know, a lot of kids don't have twenty four seven structure. Um, you have to structure where everyone's doing some things together, and it and it was like it was school, but it was like not learning, no homework. You just played or talked or sang or you know, I don't know. We did all sorts of crazy stuff. Okay, and, and the you you'll have to cut me off because I will literally talk for hours. But <laughs> the like the opportunities to be alone with God at camp are unique. And as I'm 36 now, um, when I go to camp, it's not the same as when I was 16 or 12 going to camp. It, it feels sacred. Um, there's a mysticism about the time, a sacredness about the time that, that, you know, most adults, 99.9% .9 of adults, like, just can't access that anymore. But for a kid whose heart is wide open and they're yearning for it and looking for it, you know, stuff, things happened inside of me well, at camp or, like, other kind of retreat-style um, experiences that, that shaped my life. They really did. Or they at least pointed me in a good direction, you know? and gave me foundational memories. So you had yeah. obviously- a, a I told you, I'll, I'll literally keep talking forever. You, you so had obviously a good experience <laughs> as a kid, right? Going yeah. to Yes. And, and that was impactful. So you come to Bay Shore, not as a kid, but as an adult to serve yeah. and to help me be a part of Worship Arts Camp. Um, tell me about how, how you ended up at Bay Shore and like what your thoughts were coming in. If you were nervous, scared, excited. Hmm. Well, that's such a good question. So Amy, who Amy Brewer, who I don't know if the people listening will know who she is, but I would assume so. I'm assuming Amy's listening because oh, well, well, well. why wouldn't she? Hi, Amy. Love you. <laughs> uh, I go to church with Amy, and we are on the worship team at our church together. Um, we're both, like, worship leaders, so we don't actually serve together very often. But um, she had been telling me about this place back home, and I do this camp, and it's awesome, and oh, my gosh, she would love it so much. And it, it was on fortunate that it also kind of coincided with like a family camping trip with my wife that I cannot miss and I won't I won't ever miss it um if camp changed and it would have it was on the same time like I would choose that because that's special next time we're just gonna bring camp to your family right yeah that's a great idea <laughs> but it finally happened so that they weren't at the same time and I'm like hey are you still doing that camp? Cause I'm free. I'll do it. And, um, that was it. I went, I had a really unexpected, unexpected spiritual kind of experience. Can you, um, can you explain that? Why do I say that? No, can you like ex expand upon that? Like what was unexpected about it? As an adult, 
my mindset was I want to facilitate the uh, environment and atmosphere for these students okay. to not have distractions and to be able to connect and to feel safe and to feel welcome and to feel encouraged. And as an adult, you guys know that takes a lot of energy. For real. It's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. So we are pouring into this thing and, and you don't expect to receive or be filled in return. Um, and it just, <laughs> you know, I gave as much as I could give and somehow um, I always had more to give because um, I felt like the people, the people that I met, the adults and the students that I was working with and, and, and meeting and, and like hanging out with, um, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel like work, you know, when you are, when the love that you're pouring out is received so well. Okay. I'm a teacher, so I pour out a lot of love on a daily basis. And you've probably heard um, like caretaker fatigue. Yeah. It, you no, know, that's a thing. You know, I get really tired because a lot of my students and families are super either just ungrateful or they don't realize how hard I work for them. Um, but like camp, you know, it's reciprocated. And yeah. we're, and I can speak, you know, in Christianese, I can use the language of Christ. I can talk about Jesus um, freely, and, and it's reciprocated. And it just, you know, it, it it changed me. It it really did. It it I wouldn't say it it changed me so much as it encouraged me, it filled me up. It gave me like energy, and and it helped me to it helped me to remember there's so much promise in in the generations that come after me and I have a huge responsibility to pour into them, you know, to make sure that they feel welcomed and they feel, you know, like there's hope and they feel like the work that they're trying to striving for, you know, in their own personal lives or spiritual lives, the things they're trying to improve upon is worth their time is worth their energy. It's a big, it's a big task. <laughs> how, how did you come away from the week the, the first time? Oh man, just um, happy, joyful. Joyful is a better word. Filled with joy, just like wow. Um, and you know, I'm not just saying this, but like I'm, I met really incredible adults. You know, I really did. I met other people who I expected to be boring or rigid or maybe even like fundamentally locked in and in you know I, I didn't know what to expect and instead I met a bunch of adults who were open-minded who just wanted to give love and give attention and affection and nurture to a bunch of students and I was like holy crap this exists right like, adults aren't so stuffy and you know these Christian events can be full of life and I don't know. Christ life. It was just nice. I just met a lot of cool adults, you know, like you guys who, and again, I'm not just saying this, who just like I talk to you and I just feel better because there's another a kindred spirit whose goal is the same thing. Hey, we want to draw close to Jesus, be more like him and make sure other people feel welcome and safe and accepted. 
<laughs> like, that's all I want. <laughs> I, you know? I'm going to start calling you every day. Like, I just need to hear. <laughs> like, I need more of that in my life. <laughs> I, I will stay on the phone until I can make you laugh. And then I'll Look, go about my day. My wife will just say, can I tickle you? Or she will just tickle you. <laughs> and she will say, how can you not love to be tickled? Listen to the noise that you make. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless you're the one getting tickled. Come on. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> We're So, I think you answered that. Um, let me go a different way. Were there any like particular moments or people or anything that like stick out to you? Oh, absolutely. Um, okay, good. Glad there was. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this is gonna be you know touchy depending on who's listening, but I felt uh, and I feel a very, very I don't know what you want to call a calling or a a mission or a whatever, you know, use whatever word you want. But I I feel very strongly um, about like creating a self welcoming place and space for kids who are gay or bi or trans or just questioning. They're not sure. And they're having doubts about their identity and they don't know where they fall. And they're so confused. I, I have so many students who um as as a teacher who just are confused and 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 not sure about things and they have no support they have no person sounding board who is safe so i I just like have this personal like life mission to be a safe place for kids to share where there's no condemnation and there's no judgment there's just let me listen to you and let me tell you that God cares about you deeply. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't, there is no qualifier for that. <laughs> okay. So that's my opinion in my life kind of direction. One of the nights that we were there, I was just feeling like, man, I know there's kids here who are wrestling with this and they probably don't feel safe talking about it to very many Christians because let's face it. Most of evangelical Christianity Christianity is um, uh, not very friendly towards the LGBTQ community. All right. They're just not. Um, So uh, I didn't even frame my invitation as if you're gay, you can come talk to me. But I framed it as. Um, if you are in a relationship where there's abuse or if you just have big life questions, you're not sure, you know, about identity, um, I want to sit up here and talk to you because, um, you know, my dad is an alcoholic and, uh, I've seen a lot, I've had a lot of experience with like people who struggle with addiction in my life. And I know how difficult that is, but then I'm also a teacher who has like got all these students who, um, are questioning or part of this spectrum of um, sexuality or gender or whatever. Long story short, I made this invitation to say, hey, I'm a safe person to talk to. And a handful of people, you know, kids, sat and talked with me. 
and they just needed someone to hear them share how painful it is to be them or how painful it is to be um, in the relationship that they're in or have the father that they have. And I just sat and listened and gave hugs and said, I'm really sorry. And uh, I want you to know that whether or not you believe in God, you know, I do. And my faith, you know, I'm comfortable with mine. You don't have to make any decisions, but I just want you to know that you are a unique and loved creature and it's all going to be okay. Hang in there. And uh, that stuck with me big time because uh, up until that point, I hadn't been very, in my opinion, bold or brave enough to be enough of a support for kids um, who were feeling lost and feeling um, unlistened to or unrecognized or unworthy even or unwelcome. I hadn't been bold enough in making sure that, hey, yes, you do have a safe place, at least with me. And that really kind of locked in. And again, I apologize because I know this is a touchy subject, no, but um, don't apologize. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna cut it, you. It just it changed it changed no, me. It changed I, me. I, I'm gonna cut you off because, um, because I can do that. You you said I could. You gave me permission. <laughs> but um, I just I want to say you know one like I'm I'm just I'm proud of you. Like that's so cool that um, you know that was your first time in in a in that place like this is your first time in that space at at this camp at Bayshore and you could have very well not had the courage to be that bold and, and to step out into that and and you you trusted and, and you were you know brave in that moment and I just I love the way that you that you framed that um because yeah okay it's a touchy subject but too often I think regardless of um, where you stand with things, like we, as Christians, we tend to forget, like, loving somebody and embracing somebody who's open with the fact that they're struggling with those things and struggling to find a safe space and struggling with if they're they're worthy or not or, or, or what it is that they believe or who they are or their identity. Um, too often we go, well if their identity is x y or z that's against scripture and so we're not comfortable with that and we're not okay and they they quit being that safe space and i think we often forget that regardless of what you believe and regardless of 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 where you fall theologically and that we're still called to love everybody there you're right there is no stipulation on god's love we are all unique creatures regardless. And I just, I think the way that you frame that and you set that up, that it's not just, like you said, you didn't just say, hey, if you're gay, come talk to me. Like <laughs> you you said, listen, I just, I just want to be a safe space for you. Whatever the struggle is, whatever the hardship is, um, I, I just think you did so well with that. And, and to not shy away from that, you know, it would have been really easy for you and very permissible to be the new guy and to be the new cool worship leader guy and to just be a good time, be really fun, go up and sing really well, share all your talent and, and to completely shy away from all that. And 
you know what? You still would, it would have been mission accomplished. You would have done your job. You would have fulfilled your obligation coming and being there for the week. And you could have walked away from it and it been an okay week. And we still would have loved to have you back. And it would have been great. But what you did was you, you chose to like, let the spirit lead you and be bold and step out. And you probably changed somebody's life. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and maybe we won't, maybe we don't know. Uh, maybe, Maybe you did. You built a connection. Maybe you do know, but just, I don't know. I have enough experience here and I've seen enough here that I can almost promise like, you know, I don't know if we get to know when we get to heaven, but there, there's going to be somebody there who probably wouldn't have been. And also, and you got to be a part of that. <laughs> like, how cool is that? Great. I don't know. I so, mean, the, no the music... <laughs> That's the thing. It's like we we forget because we get busy with and there's a lot of crap to deal with as an adult. There really is. But if you think back to being 15, 14, 16, you know, if you think back how difficult it was to be a teenager and be wrestling with all of these emotions and all of these identity issues like that's just as hard, if not harder than what we're doing on a daily basis. Oh, for sure. If we sometimes we get so caught up with how difficult our lives are and how busy we are, and and we think it's so important, and and we become so self obsessed because we're so busy and the work that we're doing is so important, and oh my gosh, I have to keep doing this because I got to pay these bills. It's like, come on, man, you're missing out. I'm serious, you are missing out. Go spend a week where you get paid a hundred bucks or 150 bucks or whatever for a week of your time and just give and, and just money and busyness will, they will always be there, but relationships and, and what you can provide as far as just creating, it's like your brain when it creates synapses, you know, it's like, lightning fast and it's all happening at the same time and you're building all these memories and you're doing all of this work you're doing all of this fertilizing <laughs> it's wonderful oh my gosh but adults we we are so we we are so caught up and we think that what we're doing matters so much and really we're just busy with junk because it keeps our minds off from the important things <laughs> that we should be focusing on man yeah I think you, you nailed it with that. I think, and it's, it's so cool to have gotten to do a little bit of life with you working on kingdom work and stuff that, Mm -hmm. that does matter and and will have an eternal impact, which is super cool. Um, I have one more question for you. Oh, that's it. Come on. (laughs) Well, I'm too cheap to pay for zoom. So you should ask me. I have premium zoom. Uh, Anyway. Um, Okay, so one of the things that we're discovering is having an impact on camper registrations mm-hmm. is, um, you know, in the, I don't know, do you call it post-COVID world? I mean, it's still, at the, but since the pandemic, right, um, the world's changed, life's changed. We're noticing like an increase in um, not just campers, but parents um, just being apprehensive and sending their kids away overnight and, and you know, letting them out into the world to do things. Um, 
So knowing what you know, having the impact you had or having the experience you had as a kid and now the experience serving, you know, if you were talking to a perspective or, or a parent of a perspective camper, you know, how would you address those apprehensions? What would you tell them? That's a really good question. Thanks. Thought of it myself. <laughs> <laughs> so I will tell you, you know, talk, talk to some teachers and ask them what it has been like teaching since the pandemic and through the pandemic. Um, because the kids have changed a lot and, and being locked in, you know, where we didn't, weren't able to have the interactions, normal, quote unquote, normal interactions with each other for extended, extended amount of time that changed. Um, it, for students, they lost a lot of time where they were developing like the ability to socialize in a healthy, normal way. Um, but also, you know, a lot of kids have PTSD um, because they witnessed family members go to the hospital and die and they didn't get to say goodbye because one person was allowed 15 minutes with them. I mean, this is a, this is a reality for a lot of people. Um, a lot of kids and a lot of adults who just someone was there and then six months into lockdown, they got sick and they died and they got to go to their memorial through a zoom meeting. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's, it's scary. There's PTSD, there's anxiety, there's nervousness. What I, what I would say to a family is um, yes, it is a little scary. Uh, and not just that it's expensive. It's, it, you know, I can't believe how much it is to go to the grocery store. <laughs> I, I I am blown away every time I check out. I'm just like, wait, what? When did this bag of tortilla chips become $5? I'm so confused. <laughs> Why? Like <laughs> um, what, what I would say to parents is your child needs this. And if not this, they need something. They need other kids. They need time away from you where they can be on their own and ask big questions and be challenged and be treated like an adult and have that structure that isn't school and have a safe group of other adults who are asking big questions and asking them to, and challenging them to push forward in their faith. I mean, uh, there's the saying, like, it takes a village to raise a child. Uh, and and I, I tell parents that all the time. Like, you, you are an enormous influence on your child. But so is your teacher. So is the, their, their teacher. So is their pastor or their rabbi or, you know, whatever. So is their coach. So is your neighbor. So is their uncle. So is grandma and grandpa. So is you know, fill in the blank. It, it takes a village and it takes, a, it, you know, um, myriad experiences um, to create an individual. And if, if I, I really feel like this, and, you know, this isn't an ad for Bayshore at all. It's just about camp in general. Camp and things like camp retreats, that sort of thing, they they create opportunities for kids to develop and 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 
answer questions on their own without someone hovering over them. You know, we, we provide a lot of time for them to just sit and pray or to go for a walk and have free time. And, and those are the opportunities where they are going to be, you know, you are all teenagers. Think about having time to yourself when you're a kid. It's like your mind is racing and you're, you're talking, if you're a Christian, you're talking to God and you're praying and you're asking questions. And like, it's just like, bam, 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 bam. it's like fireworks in your brain. Um, compare that to sitting at home in front of your PlayStation mm-hmm. or, or, you know, Disney plus, you, oh my gosh, it, our lives are so full of meaninglessness when we're in our routines because it's safe and it's comfortable and it's like, that's what we need, whatever. But these experiences like camp and retreats and stuff like that, I'm telling you, I can't speak for other places, but the, the worship arts one, at least I've never, again, I'm not being paid to say this or whatever. (laughs) I Um, can afford it. (laughs) (laughs) The, the adults that are part of Bayshore, the, the worship arts, are some of the best people I've ever met. Mm. I mean, I mean that because they don't, they're not, they're not trying to get kids to say a prayer and they're not trying to get kids to make a choice. They're just creating an atmosphere where a student, a child can pursue something that they're interested in express it and then receive feedback from other people in their peer group that is almost exclusively positive to boost their uh, you know self-esteem so that they continue pursuing the things that they care about Mm. what what where else can you get that sign me up if i could go to a camp where i could go sing and everybody just told me i was awesome (laughs) Or I was hilarious. <laughs> or I, you know what I mean? Like, if I could go to a place and everyone just pats me in the back and says how happy they are that I'm there. Imagine that feeling. How good does it feel when you come up, <laughs> you know, you, when you are talking to someone and they say to you, I am so glad to see you. I am so glad you're here. Hey, can I feed you? Can I sing for you? Can I make sure your cabin is clean? Can I make you laugh? <laughs> Who doesn't 